smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SotoCast, the first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and with me, as always, is Andy, who will be, shoot, I don't even know, I didn't think about that, a, a Jadoon, I guess. All right, so, <laughs> well, season 14 of Smaller on the Outside, which again is a TV show podcast. If you don't know already, we talk about a lot of different stuff, mostly uh, Doctor Who and Doctor Who's on air, but Doctor Who's not always on air. You know, it's on air for maybe a a quarter of a year (laughs) and then it's off. So sometimes we talk about different shows as well. So if you go back into our past, into our archives, you'll see all the different shows that we've talked about, um, including 24, 24 Living the Day, Sherlock, Smallville, stuff like that. Um, so make sure that you subscribe to the podcast because the next show that we might talk about would be your favorite. It's always a possibility anyway. Um, also, don't forget that we have a uh, Facebook page that you can make sure that you track all the updates and see the photos of the episodes and things like that. So I'll remind you at the end of the episode, just know that we have it. And uh, if you haven't yet, go like that page. Anyways, before we talk about this episode, let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsors. Take it away, me. And we're back. What a great commercial break. Uh, Anyways, uh, episode five of season 12. Episode five. Yeah. Now, do we know how many episodes there are going to be in this season? I have no idea. I don't know if they've actually released that or not. Um, Cause obviously, I, I feel like it's 10, 11, or twelve. <laughs> One it was, of those. It was yeah. Actually, it looks uh, like it might. It might be. Uh... Interesting. Okay. It looks okay. like it's gonna be. It's gonna be ten episodes. But then there is going to be a Christmas special. I heard that there might be a Christmas special. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Also, have you have you heard any news lately of uh, like what they're doing um, in the future for Doctor Who at all? No. Um, okay. Well, I got. I, I I don't have to say anything. It's it's nothing bad or good i guess it's just an interesting little tidbit but it's i don't think it's that spoilery either um but i won't tell you if you don't know um okay anyways oh before we also start because we talked about this before i watched the first episode of dracula told told andy about this because obviously it was written by stephen moffat and uh mark gatiss who uh wrote sherlock and also you know wrote Doctor Who. Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's uh, pretty good uh it's a uh, gruesome just a little bit it's a little tidbit there <laughs> yes. yeah uh, so watch out for that but it is smart writing um it does remind you uh, of a little bit to me it did uh for that first episode especially the first episode the the second and third are a little different so they don't have the exact same feel but they're still good yep 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 it's Pretty cool, pretty cool. Anyways, um, prisoner, oh no, prisoner, fugitive, fugitive of the Judoon. There is an episode called Prisoner of the Judoon, and it's in the Sayer Jane Adventures. Are they in a platoon? <laughs> on the Are they on the moon? In the lagoon? In the lagoon? 
Um, okay, so this episode was written by a couple of people. One of them was Chris Chibnall. Um, and I don't, I didn't catch the other person's name. Um, it was uh, Vinay Patel, who wrote um, Demons of the Punjab. Okay, that was that was last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, it would not have surprised me if I looked this up and it said one of the writers was Russell T. Davies. Uh, you said Russell T. Davies, and I said Stephen Moffat, just because well, it was more in uh, because of a lot. There's just like a ton of Russell T. Davies references in this episode. There's well, off, obviously uh, references, but whenever it comes down to Moffat, I'm always thinking, uh, what a crazy episode, kind of a thing. Uh, well, what kind of crazy? About, you have to think about Russell T. Davies finales, though, too, because he did that. Mm. Too. <laughs> and this is not a finale. This is, this is in the middle of a season. Right. And uh, I, I said before with the premiere of the 12th season that I, I considered that to be Jody's best episode. Right. And uh, I, I've changed my mind. I think it's this episode. So, yep, there's just lots of stuff going on in this episode that I'm I'm pretty sure that I probably even missed, but uh, it is what it is. So this there episode was, there was uh, a particularly big surprise that I, I believe was kept completely secret. Yeah, uh, they're they're pretty good at secrets this year. I think I think they might yeah. be catching on to uh, uh, <laughs> what Our they complaint? shouldn't be doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, complaints. That's what it is. Some of the complaints. So this episode starts off on Ruth, though I kept on thinking it was Grace for some reason. <laughs> I know. This is the way that she puts her hair or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. But Ruth is like I don't know if she's married or she's just dating uh this guy named Lee. I think his name is Lee. Um yes. and I don't know. They just kind of live their normal life together. Yeah, they're probably married. Okay. Uh, the, they're, they're just basically living a normal life. She She's cooking breakfast. Then she goes out to work. She's some kind of uh, tour guide person. And then she goes to get coffee at the Starbucks-like place. And this, the Starbucks the guy does not like her husband. And he has this whole dossier on him. <laughs> and I don't that, know if it's a Starbucks because they also make cakes there. Do Starbucks make cakes? <laughs> um, no. But when I worked at Barnes and Noble, which was a retailer for Starbucks, we made Starbucks coffee. We also had cakes. We had uh, interesting. We had cheesecakes and things of the nature. So it's possible that it's Starbucks. Oh, what was it that she was doing a tour guide for this big church or something that it was like Lost I don't know. Her- Cathedral. Yeah, and it was like I don't know if it was supposed to be um, Hogwarts or whatever, but they said it they says, film. Yeah, it said uh, th- the first trivia tidbit was Henry the Third was crowned at Gloucester Cathedral. Oh, and Harry Potter was also filmed here. That's right. <laughs> but whatever that means, Lee Clayton. Okay. Um, but up in space, you got the Jadoon. And the Jadun are planning something uh, kind of mysterious, kind of big. We don't know what it is pretty much throughout the entire episode. You just know that they're kind of shot down to Earth. And they start, like, you know, killing people, scanning people. Um, 
they're looking for a fugitive, basically. Right. And uh, because just it's like, called fugitive. Just like when we first saw them. Basically, that's what the they're same, doing. The same concept for what they're doing. A, yeah. Trigger happy police, right? Trigger happy police. Yes. Yeah, and uh, in the TARDIS, uh, the doctor looks pretty stressed uh, because she uh, she's still dealing with the fact that Gallifrey is gone, uh, and she's telling her mates about it, um, and how she has to do this alone, even though her her companions are like, no, there's like three of us here, you know. <laughs> um, but this yeah, is my she's... thing, you know. I guess my... I guess they were saying that. Uh... In all of these stories that we don't see, or like maybe the comic books or whatever, uh, the doctor just says, I'll, I'll, I gotta go to the TARDIS for a minute and I'll be right back, or something like that. And she ends up going to Gallifrey. And that's a common theme, I think, whenever the doctor goes off on her, her or his own because he feels this obligation to do things uh, alone, his own burden, basically. Mm hmm. Same thing here, but while she's talking about that, she gets this alert from the TARDIS uh, that something's happening. She's getting a Jadoon alert, and I, sw I swear to God, the, the Jadoon alert is the same font as like Matt Smith's Doctor Who title. Um, <laughs> obviously alien language, but it looked like the same kind of square rectangular right. uh, font for the titles. Um, but now they know what to do. They need to go to, down to Earth and figure out what's going on with the Jadoon. Uh, so the Jadoon gets to Earth. They start attacking everybody, including Ruth and and everybody. I mean, Ruth's. I, I, I want to say Ruth's grandma, but I'm sure the old lady doesn't actually know Ruth. No. Um, uh, but they attack the old lady and they kill the old lady because there's so much death in this episode. It's ridiculous. Um. Yeah, there is. Face rhinos. They kill people. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, um, the companions and the doctor, they all head into Starbucks. And uh, what was it that they did there? They, because uh, they followed Clayton in there, and then Clayton left, and then the doctor ran after him, but then Graham got zapped away. But they didn't see that because they had already left when that happened. Right. Every single time somebody gets zapped away in this episode, the doctor has like no, no idea. idea and isn't really and paying doesn't, attention. Doesn't bother asking about him either for a while. Yeah. And the same thing when uh, Yaz and Ryan get zapped away, she barely even notices because she's yeah, off doing she stuff with Ruth. <laughs> Gosh, she's not paying attention at all. But yeah, Ram got zapped away. Uh, and throughout this entire episode, we mentioned that Lee is a villain, is the fugitive, because basically because the Starbucks barista said he is. Well, uh, Starbucks barista was was uh, was had some suspicions about him, but didn't say what he was. But then um, then when when he was going to get his cake, he got all frustrated with the barista guy and went humans. <laughs> Dirty humans. <laughs> um, uh, the doctor sees the rhinos doing things, and they, she comes up with some bullcrap excuse about rules that are on Earth and and well, how he, he kick paper he, first of all. 
little guy used to psychic paper. And obviously she gets help from Yaz, who's a police officer. So she speaks police language, basically, and <laughs> on how to basically rule just delay them from killing 12? people. Rule yeah. 14, something like rule, that. Rule 12, I think. Yeah. <laughs> rule 12. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, it shouldn't uh, even matter. And the, I think the whole thing about uh, about jurisdiction, I think that was something that was mentioned in the first time we saw the Jadun as well. Like, that's why they went to the moon, because they didn't have jurisdiction on Earth. Yeah, and you know, it really shouldn't matter, because isn't the doctor the president of the Earth? Shouldn't she be able <laughs> to create rules anyway? True. Like, I honestly, I don't know. It's like they're coming up with bullcrap excuses when she's literally the president of the Earth. I guess she just forgot. Anyways, Graham wakes up in the spaceship, and the spaceship looks like a TARDIS. Well, unit doesn't exist anymore, right? I don't remember if it does or not. Unit doesn't exist anymore. Maybe she's not the president anymore, too. Maybe. Um, But yeah, Graham wakes up in a spaceship that looks like a TARDIS. Um, At least it has a control panel that looks like a TARDIS control panel. When I saw that, I thought it was going to be the Master. Yeah, so did I. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. But we've seen the Master's TARDIS, which didn't look like that, unless it was a different Master again. Exactly. I and when I, when I saw that, I was wondering if perhaps the uh, the fugitive was the master in yet another identity. You know, like if yeah, that was and gonna be the, if that was going to be the gimmick, just have a different master every episode or something. Yeah, you just got to get confusing here. But you start hearing a voice over the intercom, and I I understood the voice right away. I recognized him right away, and I was like, "Do you recognize that?" <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's Jack kept Jack's back. Yeah, and he's which is crazy. What's the last time I saw him? Uh, ten years ago in uh, season four. Whew. That was a while ago. Yeah, the know. season four finale. Um, no, no, not the season four finale. The end of the end of time. He he chose that's a. In uh, in addition to that, when's the last time we saw the Jadoon? Uh, the Jadoon. I believe they may have been in the season four fin- finale, but um, if so, they weren't in it very much. Like so, you're the, talking. I'm talking about the uh, what it, the uh, proclamation. The uh, what do you call it? I don't know. You remember that proclamation that... decimation? <laughs> no, you know, like the whenever the doctor references intergalactic law, he references the something proclamation, but I can't remember what the word is. Yeah. Maybe. And that's I'm the not location sure. where the intergalactic law happens. And so they had, I think they might have had some Jadun in there. And I believe, um, hold on, there was another one um, in, in Stephen Moffat's time period. I think we saw, just briefly saw Jadun. I don't remember if we did or not. So you're, all, you're, you're still talking about like there's two. Face the Raven. Uh, there is a oh, Face the Raven. But it was not a Jadoon episode. Uh, no. no uh, the okay. only Jadoon episode was um, Shadow Pro- Proclamation. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. The only J- Jadoon episode is that um, Smith and Jones, the first, if you don't count the Sarah Jane episode. Right. So you're talking about a couple of season four connections already. 
Um, well, no, see, season four was the the Shadow Proclamation thing, which might have been just a brief appearance, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but otherwise, it would have been Smith and Jones, which was season three. And it actually wasn't even... Was that actually season three, or was it a Christmas special? Um, don't know. I think it's season three. Sometimes they all blend in together for me. <laughs> yeah, because the Christmas special before season three was The Runaway Bride. Gotcha. So Captain Jack thinks that Graham's the doctor. Um, which again brings me back to the book that I read about the good doctor where everybody thought that Graham was the doctor. Oh really? Uh, yeah. And then um he just thinks he's the doctor because he's been traveling through time, I guess, and is a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, nah, nah, he well, got it all wrong. He, he locked on to the doctor. So yeah. Whoever came up there, he was going to think was the doctor. Um, yeah. Something interesting about Captain Jack here, to me, I know it's not, but it feels like season one Captain Jack to me. Like it's, or maybe even, I guess season three would also fit that a little bit, but season one for sure, he was the more energetic Captain Jack. I thought one. Captain Jack felt like Captain Jack. Well, it's different. Um, maybe I'm just thinking more of Torchwood. He's more serious in Torchwood, but I feel like he he calmed down a little bit more as the series progressed. And in this one, he was that really energetic Captain Jack that you saw in season one. That that always reminded me of like um like a Han Solo character, you know? Yeah. That 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 version of Captain Jack felt like it was back. All right. Anyways, there's a metal box that Ruth has. Or actually that Lee has. Or that somebody has in Ruth's house. And house, yeah. that's kind of being a beacon for the Jadoon. That's why they're there. And I actually um I I I was predicting that that metal box was going to be the thing that was holding uh an identity in it. But that didn't yeah. end up. It didn't end up being that one, but it ended up being another thing. <laughs> but I, so oh, I yeah. totally predicted that. So you already thought in earlier on in the episode that there was an identity that had to be unleashed. I didn't. I didn't think Time Lord, but I did think some kind of alien identity. Mm, interesting. So they converted into a human because remember when the doctor scanned them, they said, "Yes, you're both totally human," but they clearly weren't. So that's what I jumped to. Gotcha. That because... along with all the other um, Russell T. Davies references that jumped into my mind. Yeah. Shortly after this point, uh, Ryan and Yaz get zapped away too because they were going to deal with the the Jadoon because Yaz has the dialect of a uh, police officer basically, and she goes to talk to them with Ryan and they get zapped into uh, Captain Jack's ship. Obviously, uh, Captain Jack now thinks Yaz is the Doctor. Incorrect. Still. <laughs> and, and and at this point the doctor just does not even think about them anymore <laughs> it's like they just must have left and gone to the TARDIS or something just hung out just waited for everything to end I guess but back at Ruth's house this alien human looking alien that's been controlling the Jadoon shows up um, still looking for the fugitive but clearly knows Lee Mm-hmm. Like used to work with him, so I'm guessing Lee must be a time lord then. Um, 
I guess. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about well, that. This, Lord, he could, could, well, no, I was going to say he could have been like the Shadow Proclamation, you know, person, but that's what I was thinking she was at first. This Gat character. I thought she was part of that Shadow Proclamation, like, like I was talking about. I think uh, the person that the doctor talked to in season four was like a um, albino person, remember? Yeah. That's that's sort of the, I figured that was some kind of alien race and that this person this person wasn't albino but I thought maybe they were part of that same alien race. Well, you never know cuz everybody looks human anyways other than Jadun and right. Cybermen and Daleks. <laughs> um but yeah, she's a t- she's a time lord we find that out later. Spoiler. Alert. But yep. if you haven't seen the episode then don't listen to the podcast. Um so <laughs> But I'm saying that right now because she knows him. She worked with Lee. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's not exactly a fugitive, but he's not also their friend either. And at so, that point, Ruth had already left, right? Yeah, they've all left already, other was, than he was so just there at the house. He recognized Ruth right away, but, but we didn't get a chance to see that there. Right. So... She kills Lee be- shortly after we find out that he's not the fugitive that they're looking for, so, even though it seemed that way. Okay, and he doesn't regenerate because he's still a human. Is that how it works? I think so. Now, this is interesting. So they're using the chameleon arch, which is what the doctor used in um, uh, what were those two episodes called? It was a two parter where he went down to earth and became a human and you know met that that one girl and and almost wanted to stay human that sort of that story yeah human nature i think was the episode and um but what's interesting is somehow the jadoon were able to see through it <laughs> you notice that mm. the jadoon scanner recognized them as the alien species that they were looking for yeah I yeah. don't know how. I don't know plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the doctor and um Ruth, they both head over to some kind of church or In something car. because Ruth had some kind of vision. And now, see, I guess here's here's where the logic sort of falls apart is because they went in a car. If this was any other episode, the doctor probably would have taken them into the TARDIS and taken them there quicker. Right? Yeah, you're right because they can't that do that. Would have broken that would have broken the the surprise, so they couldn't do that. Unless the identity would have still remained a secret at that point. I don't know. No, because it was like you know, um, you remember when the Master had that um, I, uh, chameleon arc as well. Um, it was he was always he was always hearing the voice of the watch, right? And mm-hmm. anytime, anytime that there was a, a mention like Gallifrey or a mention of um, I don't know if the ma- master was mentioned or Time Lords or anything that was mentioned in front of him, it would spark some kind of memories. And just like this lighthouse um, that that she was told to go to would spark memories as well. Mm. So they ho- they go there. They go there. And the Jadun are waiting for them. But the good thing is that Ruth got a text message uh, saying something about 
Open the going break the glass or go into the light or that was something. Light. Yeah, okay. Uh and that like turns her into like Jason Bourne and <laughs> basically switches off or on inside of her and she like starts going Jackie Chan as the doctor says uh against all these Jadoon and disables them and rips off one of the one's horns which is terrible uh <laughs> thing to do apparently yeah and she doesn't know why she did that she knows that she was almost like brainwashed because of it uh stupid text message but she still doesn't know what that means she doesn't know who she is or why she's doing this or why she's the fugitive or whatever Something uh, we just watched recently felt a bit like this as well. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Clearly not. So (laughs) I'm talking about Star Trek Picard. There's a character that just suddenly knows how to like beat up all these bad guys around them. That's right. They don't know why. That's they don't true. Know identity as well. It's, it's very similar. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if you haven't seen Star Trek Picard, it's a it's a new show. CBS uh, All Access, uh, sci-fi as well. Go uh, check it out. You know, I endorse it. Anyways, um, so she fights everybody, and then they go off and they disappear because she like insulted them by ripping off their horns or whatever, which is gonna like create some kind of war. Uh, possibly, anyways. And uh, then Jack Hark, not Jack, Jack Hark, Captain Jack, uh, tells the crew, the companions up on the spaceship, to warn the doctor, uh, not to trust the lone Cyberman at all costs, whatever that means. Uh, and then he disappears to go on some other space mission i guess and then they disappear too and they go back to earth (laughs) so yeah apparently he'll be back at some point apparently that's definitely a a tease to that now i'm curious because uh i haven't listened to any of the radio dramas or read the books or anything about um torchwood i'm wondering if if there was anything potentially setting up where kept captain jack is at this point in those stories or if all of those stories just take place in the past like before the end of torchwood because they said torchwood was over in the show didn't they they did so yeah i don't know but um but what was interesting about captain jack is is uh in his ship he had to he had to transport away because what was the nano uh nano genes or the nano meds or whatever they were called um, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to get, get him again. And those are the things that when we first ever saw Captain Jack, those were the things, nanogenes. Yeah. The empty child, the first, uh, Stephen Moffat story, they were, they were, uh, that's what created, you know, the, are you my mummy? Mm-hmm. You know? It was the nanogenes and that was the very first Captain Jack story. So, so that's interesting that those are somehow relevant to this story as well we don't know why why the nanogenes are well there's a lot of stuff happening in this episode that seems to be uh the doctor's past um to a certain degree but 
Uh, I don't know if that also includes Captain Jack or not. Yeah, so it's just a ton of Russell T. Davies references. So we have the Jadoon. We have um, a, a a Time Lord um, with with a chameleon arch. We have Captain Jack, and we have the um, we have the uh, the Nano Jeans, and we also have a reference of the Time War. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like Russell T Davies references in this episode, and just the overall, I would say like the tone of the episode felt a lot like like one of his episodes as well. Tone, even the music, I'd say. Yeah, I, and I, obviously I have it's, to wonder, it's not the same guy. Did Chris Chibnall? But... Like, did did he go through and rewatch all of the modern Doctor Who before <laughs> making this season, and that's what stood out to him? <laughs> no, that's what he's it's what he's currently going through. So that's what he's the currently watching. <laughs> so once he gets to the Matt Smith episodes, it's gonna start to feel like Moffat. <laughs> that's what's going on right now. He's going through a rewatch, and this is just that's what this is. Um, the and Doctor. You know, if that's what he needs to do to make the the series better good on him because it's working <laughs> yeah the okay so the doctor and ruth they go to the lighthouse uh the doctor looks out the lighthouse sees an unmarked grave and heads out to the unmarked grave starts digging stuff up and finds a freaking tardis buried under the earth not a tardis the, the tardis, TARDIS. <laughs> the actual freaking the real tardis and uh meanwhile ruth is i guess kind of just barraging barrage whatevering around in the lighthouse, and she finds a thing to break uh, the yeah, glass. The glass. And what she and does, it was calling to her, just like the, uh, just like the master, just like the doctor as well. Mm-hmm. And she breaks the glass, and you see this life force, uh, this time lord life force, like move into her. And at this point in the time, I'm actually thinking the master. Are you? Yeah. I'm thinking she is the master. Um, Again, this is another version of the master. This is my version of that. And uh, it, it almost feels that way, too, because when she starts dressing up in something else, um, it can't be. I'm not thinking it could be a doctor because there's no way it would show us uh, who they're going to cast in a later season. There's no way. And two, because as soon as she starts grabbing a gun, which the doctor doesn't use, and she kind of has that... Um, just that kind of feeling of a villain almost like a snarky villain. I'm thinking the master. Yeah. But that's not the case. She comes out and she meets the doctor and says, that's my TARDIS. I am the doctor. And they go inside. And once again, the TARDIS inside looks like classic who doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, uh, it, I wouldn't say completely classic who, but it's, uh, it's, it's like a slight variation. More like uh, Peter Capaldi's, but it's, it's, it's got like some things. Yeah, it's got round things. It's it's a slight variation, I would say, of the classic Who TARDIS. Just like uh, 13's TARDIS is a slight variation of her TARDIS from last season. Yeah. It, it, uh, it feels like called, more classic than modern. Yeah. And it's like a variation. And, and throughout this entire episode, or this from this point forward, we're getting the hints that whatever Ruth is, is in the doctor's past, but she doesn't remember her. Now that's um, interesting. Now, I I was trying to think: could there potentially be doctors 
that um that we don't know about and i don't think so because we saw now before they showed us this there could have been but we saw the first doctor take the tardis in um the uh in whatever the impossible the the name of the doctor mm -hmm. in that episode we saw uh you know uh clara was going back in time through all the doctors and we saw the first doctor stealing the tardis during yeah. that now that wasn't in the original series that was created for the show and uh and so we saw the first doctor steal the tardis so there couldn't have been an even if there was any any doctors before that they wouldn't have had a tardis so that wouldn't work um could there have been other doctors during the war like maybe after um after the eighth doctor maybe there was other doctors in between the eighth doctor and the war doctor perhaps but no we saw no never mind we saw the we saw we saw the regeneration from the eighth doctor to the war doctor in that one special episode didn't we and we saw the war doctor start to transition into Christopher Eccleston too. Yes, we did. So there's no there's no room for another doctor here. But the interesting thing is, there is another doctor that doesn't fit in the uh, timeline, in addition to this one. And that's um, this is a bit of a spoiler for Classic Who, but uh, I think we've talked about it before. The sixth Doctor's second season. Um, there he's he's on trial right and there's this mm -hmm. uh pro i don't remember what they called him but he was he was a prosecutor of the trial and it turned out he was uh the doctor's future so one of the doctor's future selves like the 12th or 13th it was supposed to be something like that and of course we never ended up getting the valyard that was what it was called the valyard that's right and uh, it was supposed to be the 12th or the 13th Doctor. We never got that. I was hoping maybe, you know, uh, Pierre Capaldi would have ended up in that role or something. But uh, we never ended up getting that. So that version of the Doctor potentially exists but doesn't fit in the timeline. So it could have been when the universe was rebooted, you know, that, you know, when, when the, we, they redid, redid the Big Bang, you know, that could have. Mm -hmm. yeah, just kind of restarted it. But you're thinking this could be a Valyard or something? I don't uh, know. Valyard would work. Um, it it could be that that. But uh, I'm I'm just giving another example of another Doctor that exists but doesn't fit into the timeline that we know of. Yeah. The the, the thing that I told you after I saw the episode yeah. is once again it brings me back to my theory of multiverse, just multiple Earths going on at the same time, so multiple right. Doctors. And, and multiple I think makes the most sense. And it makes the most sense. And the mo uh, multiple uh, masters, right. uh, which make sense why he's there. Um, it also, I mean, we, I mean, we've seen the graphic of all the multiple Earths going on at the same time. They said multiple timelines, but yeah, that ended up being different years. In different years, right? But obviously, the first thing that I thought of when I saw that was multiverse theory. You know, just Right. Different Earths. It's it's gonna be freaking crisis on infinite Earths on this freaking show. Um, but here's the problem, though. Is if you want to believe that the Master is from another Earth, um, that's an actually a really cool idea because then you could say maybe when the Thirteenth Doctor fell to Earth in in her first episode, maybe she fell to a different Earth, and this whole series has been that different earth you could even potentially say that 
which would be really cool. But how would the master know who she is? How would the master know she's the doctor? That's um, because she said she's the doctor. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's going to be plot holes, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but it is definitely an interesting thing. I hope they, they talk about that. And I, the only other thing I can think of with Ruth is she's the timeless child. <laughs> I don't know. Um, All right. I there you go. <laughs> we're good. We're, we're good. Um, but they get, I guess, they show up at um, the Jadoon and they, they talk to her old boss, which is the other time Lord. We find that time out. Time lady. But, here's, but now I got a question about regeneration now. Time lady. She yeah. ends up shooting herself dead. Why doesn't she regenerate? Yeah, that's a problem right there because she wasn't under a chameleon arc. Although that was a weapon. Does, didn't she say that was a weapon she stole from Gat? So potentially it could have been a Time Lord killing weapon. It's just there's nothing left to regenerate. It just obliterates you. Right. I guess maybe. I'm not sure how it works. Um, but yeah, she ends up dying. And then I guess Ruth Even becomes... Though- Oh, hold on. Time Time Lord killing weapon. Sure, that sounds fine. And then you remember the Peter Capaldi had to stand outside of Missy's uh cell for a thousand years because you can't because the Time Lord can't just be killed nor- normally, right? Oh. Shoot. <laughs> so, who knows? Oh, dear. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, what happens after this? I, I thought she, like, became almost the, the leader of the Jadoon, but that wasn't the right. Then she just went back to her own TARDIS. So, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think she just remember. left. She's like, okay, now go go away. And then she told the doctor to go away, too. Yep. So and that's about it. I mean, she... <laughs> No, she's not pointing. No, they don't. They both. They both leave on her TARDIS, go back to Earth, and I guess they just go their separate ways from there. And well, we we see them talking to each other, saying, you know, you're part of my past or whatever. And 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 then it just suddenly cuts to the Doctor meeting back up with the with the fam, and just having this just stumped look on her face, you know. Yeah, like what the crap is going on? She doesn't understand multiple Earth theory like we do. Well, no, um, has been to other universes, so. Just... Well, I, yeah, obviously, because David Tennant's other version is on another. Right. Whatever, uh, um, which is why, which is, which is why David Tennant's going to show up later, right? That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, and Rose too, right? Because Rose. I yeah, I, I know. know we we need that version of. Well, not that, but the Rose to show up again because what we got was just that that fake bad wolf. Fake bad wolf. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, basically the end of this episode, the companions t- tell her that Jack Harkness was there and tell her what he said about the Lone Cybermen, whatever the heck that means. We don't know yet. Um, and then they go back to the, the Cybermen is just as bad as the Dalek. And then they're like, was it all like? And then, uh, from the, yeah. the, the first uh, New Year's special. That's right. And then she basically says, I got to do this alone again. And then they're all like, no, man, we're fam. So we're going to hang out with you. We're, we got your back. 
no matter if you want to go attack them or if you want to wait for them to uh, come and attack you, we're going to be there because we are a family and stuff. And that's how the episode ends. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, it ends and they, they all rush off to some other time period. Oh, yeah. No, there was a, there was a cliffhanger. I wasn't sure what exactly happened at the cliffhanger. Let me take a look real quick. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's an alarm that goes off. But that always happens. It's the TARDIS. Yeah, the TARDIS. Multiple alerts across three continents here on Earth. Can't be connected. Unless they are. Want to look? <laughs> and then that's it. And so- uh, yeah, multiple multiple alert. Yeah, multiple alerts across okay. a bunch of three bunch continents. of different continents. Yeah, uh, not connected unless they are. Okay, yeah, that's I remember that. Proper, you know, uh, you know, like cliffhanger, which I love when the when Doctor Who does that when it's in the it's not a two parter. But it, it it's you get like a little hint of what's going to happen in the next story. I it hope. might not even be connected, though. Yeah, it might not do anything, but I, I hope it does, because when they do it that way, it usually is. And that's something they used to do in every single story in classic Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I, I do wish that they would do more of, if just for the very least, to make it feel like the story is continuing. I don't like that this doctor seems to have a lot of it feels like months have passed between episodes you know they've been going on adventures and we never saw them you know that sort mm-hmm. of thing I, no, I, I, those are seen in books and comics and yeah. whatever um there's though, always been those side stories that that in the comics and stuff but the show itself felt like it was a continuing story and this this uh doctor in particular a lot of the time it feels like they're sort of separate stories Sure. And you know, um, this season specifically, though, it's got all these different hints about a lot of mysteries going on here. There's a ton of mysteries uh, that aren't just uh, episode by episode, whatever. It's alluding to bigger things down the road. Talking about the master at the beginning of the episode. It's not just the, the it's not just the timeless child. Right. Yeah. It's not just the master's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not just that. There's now there's Captain Jack that shows up mysteriously talking about some kind of lone Cyberman. Yep. Uh, there's, he, lone Cyberman there's Captain Jack. There's Nano Genes. There's now three continents. <laughs> uh, yeah, the master, did the master escape the uh, the Kasavan or did did is he still trapped? Um, yeah. You get Ruth. Who is this other doctor? Yeah, and why, uh, why are they hunting her? Yeah, they're good. I'm so glad that why, we. Why yeah. do you not know that that Gallifrey is destroyed? Yeah, I'm all not sure about that. Man, there's this just this. What happened to Gallifrey? All kinds of mysteries that I really hope actually pay off. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I do too. And I'm uh, I'm happy that we now know the doctor's real name is Ruth. <laughs> yes. See, yeah. Well, it's either Ruth or John Smith. Apparently, I don't know. No, Jane Smith. They also said Jane Smith. Did they? 
Uh, possible? No, well, possibly that was the comics. I'm not sure. But that I I think they said it actually in the, the that David Tennant, uh, Jody, episode comic, they might have she said it. My name is Jane Smith, and then, um, what's her face, the companion, uh, Martha said, I I have a friend named Smith. I guess there's a lot of you. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So she definitely said it in the comic. I'm not sure if they said it in the show or not. Now, something interesting about this uh, episode is because it was so secret, John Barrowman, uh, it said he, he faked a house renovation in Cardiff to keep it secret that he was filming for Doctor Who. And in fact, in order to keep up the ruse, Barrowman did actually carry out this renovation. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I do remember seeing him saying something about a house renovation on his Instagram back back whenever that must have been happening but yeah so i i'm i was glad because i do follow him i'm glad that i wasn't spoiled on that Mm -hmm. although um if if you follow him on facebook and you're in america you were probably spoiled on this because he posted about it um four hours before the episode aired in america (laughs) Uh-huh. Um, it's like, how do you like me showing up? You know, how, how do you like Captain Jack being? Oh, there? geez. No, I, I, uh, I do not like him on Facebook. It no, <laughs> it it had aired in the UK already, so he figured you know most of the people had already seen it, and we get the UK version, so <laughs> we had seen it. But um, actually, you hadn't. By the time he posted that, you had not. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you had seen him or not. No. Um, I think so. But, yeah. All right. Um, so, very good episode. Yeah. Um, got a little bit of everything in there. Um, classic villain. <laughs> classic, uh, I guess, companions. <laughs> no, heroes. Um, be considered Jack to be a companion. Um. Lots of, lots of little stuff going on there. I hope they continue it. Don't know if they will. Could never bring it back to Jack until like three seasons from now, for all we know. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jack's been off the show for 10 years, so. Yeah, he's been yeah. doing Jack stuff off and on for a while, though. So, obviously, yeah, towards been... quite a few seasons. He's gotten um, yeah. the audio plays and stuff like that. I feel like Torchwood... The last Torchwood was probably during season five or six of Doctor Who. Yeah. And uh, and then he's been doing some audio stuff and, and, and comic books even, I think. But, yeah. He's done a lot. And obviously, yeah, he's uh, an arrow. Um, so, but... Not for a while. Not for a while. That was an episode. It was uh, quite a thing. You have anything else to add about this episode? Um, just I hope that everything gets gets uh, solved, and this isn't going to be some kind fingers of, crossed. Uh, <laughs> some kind of just throw as many mysteries as, as as you can at it, and don't worry about solving them. <laughs> leave, that's right. it the, leave, leave it for the next showrunner or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the best way to handle things like this. Um, uh, but uh, good episode. Uh, gonna be interested in where they take it from here, especially because this is a middle of the road episode. 
not uh yeah. premiere finale. Yeah. Like I said, when I saw the premiere. I was like, I hope they don't just like introduce this and then talk about it in the finale. I guess they haven't really talked about the timeless child since then, really. But they have introduced other mysteries, or which is they? just good. so. Yeah, and uh, I hope when Jack comes back that they'll uh, oh, yeah, I bet for Jack. cut off his head or something so he can become the face of Bo. <laughs> maybe that's what the uh, nanogenes are, are. Maybe that's why he becomes the face of Bo because of the nanogenes. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, hope, I hope that because he's back that they can maybe talk about that because that'd be interesting. But it was always, always like millions of years in the future, right? Yes, but this is time travel, so this uh, this version of Jack could be millions of years in the future. So I don't know. Very true. Um. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Like I said, we have a Facebook page. Uh, it's smaller on the outside. All you do is just search for it, like it, follow. It. I uh post pictures all the time, as well as the. Uh, the podcast episodes on there. You can reach out to us on there and, and we can uh, give you a shout out if you want on the podcast. And uh, also make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on um, and leave us a review. I think pretty much the only place you can really leave a review for a podcast is iTunes. Um, I haven't really experienced many other podcasts you could do that with. Maybe Google Play Podcasts. I'm not sure. I would. I, I feel like they would have to, but I <laughs> they're not known for it, though. You know, nobody, nobody really listens to podcasts on Google Play. They do. I I, I heard you know because Google Play Podcasts showed up way later on in the program yeah. when iTunes was the first one to come out with podcasts. I mean, that's why Amazon, they had is iPods. Amazon doing it. I don't know if Amazon's doing it at all. <laughs> if uh, for a while uh, they might have had the Zoom or something like that, which doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. Microsoft Zoom. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, Microsoft Zoom. You're probably right. A long time ago. But whatever the case is, they don't really have it anymore unless you tell Alexa to play your, your podcast, you know, or something stupid. Um, so really the only place that I feel like you can leave an actual review and a star rating, uh, that people actually pay attention to is probably iTunes. So if you listen to uh, iTunes podcast, make sure that you uh, leave us a review there. Otherwise enjoy the podcast. We'll see you next week. And until then, peace out. Peace out.